explore society's role in gender now a little bit and be very interested to hear um, how you experience society's role and function in in gender and in the gender binary or gender fluidity etc um what had you learned about gender fluidity and trans identity by the time you had come out and where had you learned it i mean i learned it online basically not just through like researching it but like through meeting other trans people online and talking to them where had you not learned it then not in school not through anyone i knew in person films tv programs no no. i think the danish girl was the first film i saw with a trans person in it um but i already knew quite a bit about trans stuff by that point um and i wasn't viewing it as much when i watched that film which is a beautiful film i wasn't really viewing it as like a trans education film I was viewing it as like a story of this woman and what other visibility had you seen of the trans experience in the media or the wider world before I came out yeah that was it right yeah after since there have been more stuff like Pose is a brilliant show um I love it and does it still make you cry because it makes me cry every oh yeah Pose makes me cry some episodes are just happy episodes but the sad ones are like the saddest things ever (laughs) but um yeah i what i love about pose is like they don't have a single trans character who isn't played by a trans actor i really hate when trans characters are played by cis actors so the trans casting was really important in pose definitely yeah and laverne cox in in orange yeah laverne cox um played a trans woman in orange is the new black um, I think I saw Orange's the New Black after Pose, though. Did you? I saw it before Pose. Right, I started watching it quite late. Right. I still haven't finished it, actually. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Laverne Cox is brilliant. Um, I think she's probably the second most famous trans person in the world, I'd say. And the first one isn't very nice. So, <laughs> yeah. And who are some of the other positive um, role models that you've seen in society and in, in the kind of the public eye um, in recent years? Um, Elliot Page, obviously. Um, Laverne Cox, like all the actors in Pose. (laughs) Um, especially India Moore does a lot of, um, activism for all things. What are some of the ways then in which societies, I mean, we've, we've talked about society being, very cis-normative and in inhabiting a, a very strong binary. What are some of the ways in which that cis-normativity um, has affected you most? Before I, especially before top surgery, I very rarely got gendered correctly in public. Right. Um, that is, I think, because of cis-normativity. I think in a way it's harder for trans men to get gendered correctly before they pass completely just because it's very normal for cis women to wear boyish clothes and have short hair, you know? Um, Whereas for trans women, even though they obviously will face a lot of violence and prejudice and, like, verbal abuse for presenting the way they do, it's less common or accepted for cis men to, like, have long hair, wear makeup and dresses and skirts. So if, like, a trans woman chooses to do that, then I think she'll only get misgendered by people who are being malicious and transphobic. Whereas for 
me like before I had top surgery and was getting misgendered a lot a lot of it was just people who were clueless and were making mistakes and didn't even think that I could be a guy you know um, and what what mattered this might seem a silly question but what, what mattered most uh, being gendered as male or gender not coming into play at all for me it was gender not coming into play at all that's what you wanted most that's to... what yeah for um there's like a, there's quite a few trans there's like a lot of trans people who don't like the idea of passing because they don't want to be seen as cis and they're kind of offended if people assume that they're cis. Um, I personally don't understand that for me because for me, gender isn't a big thing. Like I am a guy and I wouldn't like it if someone called me a girl, <laughs> but I, it's not like... Um, there's this thing that a lot of cis people do, especially of my generation, if they're not like super in touch with the trans community but they are accepting of the trans community like they'll see a they'll like meet a trans man and just like go on and on about how masculine he looks and all of that and the opposite way for a trans woman um and that kind of always made me cringe a bit and just kind of um yeah like it's just people are trying too hard to validate your gender when really all I want is just what I have now you know people just assume I'm a guy and then that's it like it's not a big deal you were talking about the risks that exist for trans women and for trans men Mm. how safe do you feel the UK is today as a member of the trans community not safe at all is it getting less so more so I think it's getting less so because you've got um honestly I do blame JK Rowling quite a bit for this because she's got a big voice she's got a lot of power um with her words and with her platform and she's using it to spread hate and propaganda against the trans community and she's fueling groups like the lgb alliance um who are also spewing anti-trans stuff and the lgb alliance mask themselves as an activism group for gay men and lesbians and bi people um but they're not the only work they do is to undermine trans people And they had a big conference in London in a um, building which was like, I don't know, owned by the Queen or something like that. The Queen Elizabeth Centre in Westminster or something like that. And um, I was at a protest outside of it. And yeah, they're horrible. Like, in a lot of countries you have transphobia as a big issue. Because it's an issue all over the world. But in this country specifically, TERFs are the biggest issue as a threat to trans people which is trans exclusionary trans exclusionary radical feminists like jk rowling for instance like people in the lgb alliance people i think it's more dangerous than just plain old transphobia because it's people who um are calling themselves activists and are calling themselves like people who are fighting for the rights of a minority and they think the minority is like well not minority but you know an oppressed group and they're fighting for the rights of the oppressed group which is cis women um and they think the way of doing that is to shit on trans people and to call trans people dangerous. Um, Because there's something even more insidious there, though, that phobia is a fear of somebody. But what I read more and more about in the media today is a denial. Yeah. Um, Isn't that one step further? Yeah. yeah. So the LGB Alliance, um, at their conference, they were all wearing T-shirts that said, like, trans women and men trans men are women and they're legally allowed to sell that stuff um 
Well, it was enforced as a protected belief yeah, in the is. UK courts in yep. the last couple of years. Yep. I don't understand why an organisation of gay men and women um, were boasting about having the support of Boris Johnson for their conference. I don't get that. That kind of, yeah. And it's just so frustrating to me. And I remember something really stupid when I was at that, con- when I was like, not at the conference, but I was at the protest outside the conference. And there was a group of members of the LGB Alliance who were like taking a smoke break outside the building. So they were like, a, we, there was a barrier between us and them. But um, they were like yelling at us and like they were calling us homophobes, which I don't get because the thing is a lot of trans people are gay. <laughs> um, and even the straight trans people, they're part of the LGBTQ plus community. And a lot of them would have identified as gay before realizing they were trans and all of that. Because they were calling us homophobes. And then like one guy kept kind of like waving at us to get our attention and then kissing a guy in like as if in defiance, as if it would piss us off. And I just don't understand it. Um, I think a lot of it is ignorance. And it's just scary how many TERFs there are in this country. And it's scary um, how much influence and power they have. Like, um, Do you think it's, it's hatred that is legitimised? Yeah, exactly. So the BBC, because they have this big thing about remaining neutral and all political things, and because trans identities have become so politicised when they're just not political at all, um, it's become a debate. Which has, side do you exactly, stand? Exactly, as if you can debate on human rights without just being a dickhead. And like, <laughs> um, so yeah, the BBC, um, who's there so about remaining neutral and like neutral and um, yeah, they um, told their staff that they weren't allowed to attend pride parades. And then they, when that was put into the press, they kind of backtracked and then said, oh, you're allowed to attend, but you're not allowed to be seen getting involved in anything too political. And by that, they basically mean you're allowed to go to Pride as a gay person, but you're not allowed to show support for trans people because it's all political. And yeah, the BBC, um, they cut ties with Stonewall. because Stonewall- see, I don't get this, why Stonewall is being demonised by... Because Stonewall's being very good because they're actively and vocally advocating for the rights of trans people a marginalized silence and denied Mm -hmm. uh, minority yeah and so yeah the bbc has cut ties with stonewall ucl which is actually my first choice of uni has just become the first university in the uk to cut ties with stonewall which is really scary um and even in ucl's like i don't know if it was in their statement or just um like leaked information about what was going on in the board meeting when they made that decision but they like actively just outright said it was because of Stonewall's stuff about trans people. So what needs to happen then? What what do you think needs to happen in in order for the, the trans community to be able to experience inclusion, belonging, equity, justice? I don't know because it's really difficult because I, I have like debates with people often and it's easy to educate transphobic people i've found um especially transphobic men because a lot of it is is like ignorance because they just haven't met any trans people Mm -hmm. and then you just like explain it to them and they're like oh okay yeah sure whatever (laughs) but with turfs they are so stubborn they're so stubborn about their own beliefs which are so anti-trans and it's i found it impossible to change their minds or to make them see any sense I remember I was at work, it was my last day of this job actually at a gay bar and there was a guy who came into work and he started chatting to me and um, at first I thought he was just 
like a nice friendly person but then he started like kind of subtly like made a subtle remark about trans people and I thought uh, usually I would have just kind of ignored it and gone on to the next customer but it was my last day of the job and I was in a bad mood so I just kind of um like said something back to him not rude just like because yeah just we had a like conversation which turned a bit into an argument and he was just he was a gay guy a gay cis guy um who was a turf and he didn't like when I mentioned that he was being a turf and um said um oh but I can't be ignorant because I've met loads of trans people when he was saying loads of ignorant stuff and I just couldn't change his mind. I couldn't make him see that he was being ignorant, that he was being hateful, that he was being transphobic. I, I cannot thinking there must be some sort of political function at play here because, you know, you haven't read Sean Facebook yet, have you? No. But she talks a lot about moral panic and the moral panics of history have all exhibited the same characteristics that this moral panic um, exhibits. And she talks about the culture wars that are being fanned surely for political gain so you know do you think when the trans community means big bucks when the trans community means money do you think that will shift things or i think so yeah because when um things kind of shifted that like it's like gay people have a lot of rights in this country you know there is obviously still homophobia about um and violence towards gay community but in general they're like fine you know <laughs> like um there are a large number of gay mps yeah there are a large including number gay tory exactly, mps exactly and you you'll find it's much less it's not very socially acceptable to be homophobic in this country so people still are but they sort of do it quietly with people that will listen yeah because if um if someone famous is caught saying something homophobic it's a big deal you know mm. and people shun them people like um you know talk against them but that isn't the case for trans people trans people are still kind of seen as kind of the lowest people you know is this why the trans day of visibility and the trans day of remembrance are so important yeah it's um it's really scary how many trans people are killed each year murdered each year for being trans and how that number is just steadily increasing um yeah i did in art college in my first term my project was about that my final piece even though like I wasn't pleased with the execution of it but um my final piece was um the a painting a large painting of the body of a trans person which was kind of contorted so that the outline of it um the outline of the body was a graph showing how the number of murdered trans people each year has increased over the past few decades um because it's really scary and it's not talked about yeah it's it's the problem is that it's socially acceptable to be transphobic especially if you're calling yourself a feminist at the same time mm-hmm.